Well, greetings. Welcome. My name is Jamie Driver. I'm the Executive Director of Independent Schools of St. Louis, and I'm delighted to be joined by some of my colleagues from our member schools. Why don't we take a moment and uh, introduce yourselves and um, tell us what school you're with. Lori, why don't you start us off? Uh, my name is Lori Timmons, and I'm with the St. Michael School of Clayton. Um, and this was my eighth year here working admissions. Um, and then a few years prior to that, I was uh, the business manager at the school. So um, a few different roles here. Great. Deanne? Sure. Hi, my name is Deanne Pomato. I'm the admission director at Forsyth School uh, just down the street from Lori, as a matter of fact. We serve children age two through grade six, um, and I am in my seventh year at Forsyth, seventh year in admissions, and I was a classroom teacher for over 20 years before coming to Forsyth. Great, and Stephanie. Hi, I'm Stephanie Coulter. I'm with Chesterfield Day School. I'm the director of admission and enrollment. Um, my second year at CDS, but my, I guess going on eighth year in admissions and development in various roles and um, schools. So excited to, to be here answering questions. Great. Thanks. Well, we want to talk today about uh, what parents should be looking for and thinking about as they take a look at independent schools. So um, why don't we just start, Deanne, why don't you kick us off? What do you think is important for parents to think about or questions they might want to ask themselves? Or sure. I think a couple of things. Um, first is, you know, taking some time to, to sort of reflect on your child and what type of learner you see already emerging in your young child. And are they a little one who really needs to move their bodies a lot? Do they learn best when they're outdoors? Do perhaps they respond better to a little more structure? So I think um, starting to understand what type of learner your child might be is a good place to start. And then as you explore schools, you're gonna to start to look for um, places that feel like a fit for, for who your child is and what type of learner they might be. So I'd say that's step one. And then I think step two, as you start to dive deeper into the different schools that you're visiting, it's really getting an understanding for what that particular school values and how that might align with your own family's values. So a school should really be able to clearly articulate to you um, as a family, what it is that are the core values, what is the mission of that school, how they bring that mission to life and how they put that value system in place from day to day. And so there again, um, understanding you know, what a school does and how they do it, but really the most important piece is why, why they're doing what they're doing. And a school should really be able to to articulate that in a very clear way. And then when that aligns with your own family's values, it's just a beautiful thing. Wonderful. Um, Lori, why don't we go to you next? What would you like to add? I echo uh, Deanne's sentiment here. I do feel um, one of the first things you should start looking at for a school is kind of what's important to you as a family as a whole, or is that student that you're looking to educate? Um, we're lucky in St. Louis, we have a lot of schools that you can um, research and choose from, and they all have their own unique personality and their own unique teaching style. So you're really able to match your child's needs to a school and even your family's needs to a school because each community is just a little bit different, um, just depending on the school and who, you know, where it's located or what their philosophy is. I believe the most important aspect when reaching, uh, researching an independent school is the program and educational approach. Just every child learns so differently and every child's learning style is unique. 
a family wants to look for the school that best fits their child as a whole um, and really educates to the to the whole child. So, you know, if the child likes sports or like Deanne said, if the child's active or um, if the child is into performing arts, you want to look for a school that has those elements that can support them um, as a whole. Um, so supporting their strengths, nurturing their areas of weakness, and then encouraging any interests that might live outside of the normal classroom in their extracurricular activities. Stephanie, anything to, to uh, amplify that? Yeah, I think something else that's really important is you're, you're essentially looking for your, your child's home away from home um, when you're looking for, for a school for them. So I think um, looking for that sense of community, looking for that comforting, welcoming, nurturing environment that you'll find at all of our schools, um, but just really feeling that feeling and finding that fit is very important. Um, and I think finding the right place where your child will be able to thrive and succeed, um, you'll kind of know as you walk through and do your research, but I think that's something really important to consider as well. Great. And tell me, what are some of the ways that parents can get to know your schools? How would they go about doing the research aspect? What are the various ways that they can start to learn more about you all? Start sure. again. Do you want to start with Deanne? Sure. So, uh, you know, that is certainly the biggest challenge we're facing now in the COVID era. So we're working really hard to come up with creative new ideas that are meaningful and fun. So um, at my school in particular, we're doing very, very limited in-person meetings. These are after school hours. So, um, you know, in an early evening or late afternoon or Saturday mornings. Um, but then we're also providing a variety of virtual opportunities. So some themed story times, which is really geared more towards children, parent coffees, also via Zoom, um, that sort of thing. So also, you know, you, families can uh, do a virtual tour so you can see a little bit of life uh, on a typical day and class in session. So trying to, um, you know, sort of individualize the approach for different families um, and what they might need and what their comfort level might be, and then also provide a, a variety. So it is, it's a challenge this year for sure, because all of us would say, you just have to come and see it live and in person to get a real right? So we're trying to figure out how to do that in a safe um, yet meaningful way. <laughs> Stephanie, and, and anything that you would add? Yeah, I think um, utilizing the, the school's websites, I to mm -hmm. kind of piggyback on that. I think a lot of us, I know we have, have really kind of upped our content availability on our websites this year because it is such a hard year to get in person. So um, checking out the videos that schools have um, open on their websites, going to their social media pages and seeing what they're posting from the day to day going on in their schools, um, asking your friends, asking your neighbors, asking your colleagues, um, just if they have any recommendations or finding that um, family or friend who actually goes to the school and getting kind of the word of mouth is also a really great opportunity, kind of hearing it firsthand from someone who's experiencing it every day. Um, and the schools can help you with that too. If you want to talk to a current family or a graduate family, um, many of the schools will be more than happy to, to set you up with somebody to have a conversation and ask some parent questions with. Um, so I think that's something to consider as well. Great. Lori? I would agree. Right now in our landscape, this is very challenging, um, doing it all virtual. We, you know, trying to find the community that's best for you, I think reaching out to the current parents is the most, you know, the best way right now in COVID landscape to kind of get a feel for the school if you can't actually be involved in what's going on on campus right now. So as admissions directors, I know we're always connecting 
new families with current families that are within their age range or, you know, within their, you know, um, if they have two students with it, maybe in the middle of their age range, that might help them get a glimpse of inside the school. Again, the website too is also a great way to get to know a school as well. We have at St. Michael's, um, we've also started walking tours around virtually when our internet allows us to around the school to hopefully get a glimpse inside of our classrooms because um, we feel that's an important aspect to a parent as well, just to see the physical space and kind of the program in action. So anytime you can ask for um, either a video that they have or just to kind of get into the classroom and maybe do a Zoom with the teacher in that space, a parent can ask for that and they might be able to accommodate at whatever school you're researching. That's yeah, great. I would echo Stephanie's point about tapping into current families or like Lori said, alumni families. Um, that's a really great resource. And, and uh, admission directors at, at all the schools should definitely be able to help you make those connections because those folks are, are living it and some of them have for many, many years. Uh, so they'll give you the inside scoop for sure. And a lot of them uh, pre-COVID. <laughs> so they might be able to give you a good glimpse of what the school looked like before and how and how it transitioned into the COVID era. Yeah. And, and how it will look after. <laughs> and how it will look after. Yes, if all goes well, how it will look after. I would, I would add that that gave me another thought too. I think a good question uh, parents can ask a school is what have you learned through all of this? What changes have you made? And what are you going to hold on to in the post-COVID sort of learning environment? So we're having lots of conversations about that because all of this has forced us to really reflect in, in very deep ways and made a lot of changes out of necessity, but some really great stuff has come out of it. So now what are we gonna hold on to when we get back to sort of normal. Oh, that's great. That's a really good point. Um, and just another question. I know a lot of our elementary schools, um, you know, stop at a certain grade. We have some that certainly go K-12, but many that, that stop. How do you also help parents then as they're researching independent schools, what, what their next step is, where, where they go after they've left you, you've built this long relationship with them and do you help them and nurture them through the whole life of their experience within independent schools. Can you talk a little bit about that? And anybody can, can jump in. So I think what's great about St. Louis and the independent schools is we all kind of work nicely together, um, kind of as a team. And it seems like every school is really there for the child and making sure that we set that student up for success. Um, so at our school, we we go and contact the next step. So we actually reach out to the secondary school and we might set up a meeting with the admissions director or the head of school, however they're set up, to kind of talk about our students that may be transitioning to the school and to see, you know, what services they might be offering and if that match seems to fit that child the best. And because ISL schools seem to be one big team, everyone kind of has the same goal in mind. How best can we serve this family or this student? Um, and then after that, St. Michael's uh, and all of our independent schools I know in the area, we never truly let go of our students. <laughs> so um, we do continue to follow um, their path all the way through adulthood and their college years and beyond. So um, anytime they need any kind of support, they'll come back to either our head of school or our faculty may be still tutoring them if they need some help in secondary school. So um, our children never really leave us. And I know that's true for a lot of all of the independent schools here in St. Louis. <laughs> What's then, really fun is when those kids grow up and have children of their own. And, and now those children are coming through. That's super exciting. Yes. 
That's well, I think wonderful. too, one of the things that most of the independent schools, all of the independent schools can, can attest to is that we are, you know, we're smaller schools. So we have the ability to really get to know all of our students personally, you know, academically, emotionally, mentally, just really get to know them as the whole child and not just as a student. So we really can help them find that right fit for the next step of wherever they're going after they leave us. Um, I think that's really critical to the administration knows them, their teachers know them. So really being able to talk to that chat, that student as a, as a whole child and really what um, options might be the next um, best one for them is, is helpful too for families. It really creates a nice package to hand to the next steward of that student. You know, we kind of, we're able to know that student as a whole, we hand it to the next you know, ISL school or whatever school that they choose to go to and they have a wealth of information to work off that is not simply their, you know, two years of testing and report cards. It really just gives that full picture of that child and, and that family that's joining their community. Well, that's wonderful, thanks. And, and as we wrap up, do you have any, any last uh, words of wisdom or advice for parents as they uh, might be looking into uh, starting this journey with our schools? I would just say um, that we are all here for you. <laughs> and we know it's a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal every year, especially if you're, you know, starting at, at a school when your child is two or three or four years old. We we take that very seriously. And um, what might feel like such an enormous deal is, is not lost on us. So it will all work out. It just will. <laughs> and we are and I think to ask the questions, ask any questions you have on your mind, um, email us, call us, whatever, whatever mode of um, communication you have, we're, that's what we're here for. You know, no question is a stupid question. We, we've heard all of them. So ask away, you know, that's, let us give you, we love talking about our schools. That's why we do what we do. So let us, let us share that information with you. And if you feel like you're missing a piece or something's not clear and you felt like you've asked the question a few times, I always encourage parents ask it again or you know give you know what are you looking for so we can connect you with the right answers because a lot of the times when we're communicating with parents um sometimes maybe what we're saying doesn't match their verbiage i learned that very quickly when i started in the educational world that um google was my best friend so if something doesn't make sense um just reach out to us we can kind of clarify any you know outstanding questions you might have great well thank you all so much for your information today